last fight. You saw my face last night, right? Yeah. yeah. So I had a parent-teacher interview oh on that Monday, <laughs> and my kids go to private school. <laughs> so. Welcome to Champions Battlefield, the show where we meet with champions and discuss their story of overcoming adversity. I'm Trevor Carroll. With me is my co-host, Jamma Gulshani. In studio today, we have BFL amateur women's champion, Shauna Ram, who's going to tell us a little bit more about her story. Hey, Shauna. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. You had some challenges getting here today, it sounded like, right? I did, I did. <laughs> was it somebody uh, ran into your car? Oh, yeah, while I was parked, there was uh, somebody uh, in a truck <laughs> just decided to sideswipe me and had the kids in there. And oh, my God. It was kind of, kind of a traumatizing experience. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah especially I've for my kids. Well, I've had, you know, I, when they're in that certain age that they're like they're claiming their independence or whatever, yeah. I've had my kids run into the middle of the road. I'm like, what the, what are you yeah, trying to do here? Yeah, totally, totally. I know people must, I was yelling and, yeah, like. So the guy crazy. just like ran into your car just and took off? Well, car. he didn't take he, off, No, he didn't right? take off. He stopped, but he, he just uh, ran into the car and he was in a big <laughs> truck and. I had to drive home, Fred Flintstone, <laughs> the door was open. And oh, my God. Yeah. At least the weather was cool. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. That's good. So. What's, um, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born in a small town mm -hmm. in uh, the Okanagan. Okay. And uh, then it was pretty much just me and my mom for the first couple of years. And then, yeah. you know, we had a, she had a, my brother and we're about three and a half, four years different. Okay. And then eight years later, my my third brother came along. Oh, and wow. It's a big yeah, gap. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So while he was so kind of growing up. So eight years after the, so you're 11-ish, so I No, I was, eight, I was eight, and then my my, my middle brother was five. about five, yeah, five, and then yeah. my, my brother, my okay. youngest brother came along. So two brothers. Two brothers. Uh -huh. I'm the oldest. Yeah. And we're all we're all pretty close, so. We always go ahead. Yeah, especially as we get older, you get we, closer. We get right? closer. Yeah. Nice. Were you always into? Um, were you always an athlete? Were you always into sports, or did it start at a certain time? Well, in high, well, I tried to be. Yeah. But um, it didn't. I didn't really uh, excel too much in in sports. I mean, uh, PE was my favorite subject, uh -huh. but uh, I wasn't uh, like an all-star player by any means. So. What, which sports were you into? Um, I liked rugby, basketball. Rugby? Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. always kind of like yeah. contact sports. Yeah, right? well, you know, two younger brothers, and they were always yeah. trying to get in my space. So we had we had <laughs> battles growing up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you tried basketball, rugby. So basketball, rugby, mm. and um, and then just kind of veered away and, and started just kind of doing my own thing. And yeah. Kind of lost myself for a bit. I kind of didn't know which direction I was going. When was this? How old were you when this was happening? Um, I would say, you know, my my graduating year till you know I was about twenty. I kind of mm. went through a rough patch. And didn't were you really still in Okanagan, or had you? Moved? No, no, I we had moved down here. When did you move? We, um, well, we moved like right away. Okay. I lived with my my mom moved down here right away with me. Okay. And oh, so before before your brother? Yeah, okay. yeah. So. So we had come down here, and I okay. kind of I grew up down here. Yeah. Um, and so we just uh, I just yeah kind of went through a rough patch and didn't really know what direction I was going, mm -hmm. and and um, 
Was there, did you have some ideas of what you wanted to do or was it, were you completely confused? No, I was completely confused. I was always kind of looking for, to fit in somewhere. Yeah. Um, like I shied away from, you know, confrontation a lot and, and, uh, I didn't really have like a sense of belonging anywhere growing mm-hmm. up. So I was always kind of like desperately looking for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have like that unconditional love at home mm-hmm. that, you know, a, a, a family would, you know, give their, their children. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of, um, I wouldn't say it was a, dysfunctional family but i definitely lacked um some of that unconditional love that, that parents should, should give their kids when you when you came out of high school in the, in those ages that you were talking about did you do you were you uh trying to associate with the various groups and whatnot to fill that gap yeah I, well i was always kind of just looking to to just try to find myself and what i was interested in mm-hmm. and, and um it didn't really everything just kind of didn't really fit for me. Mm-hmm. So, so you tried different things. I just tried different things, and and um, nothing really worked. And then you know, I met my husband, and mm-hmm. and um, everything just kind of clicked with him. You know, we were, we were friends before, and um, he so you knew just, him beforehand. Yeah, we were friends. You know, I've known him since I was seventeen. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, when we how'd you guys meet? We just met through friends, like okay. the low. He was bouncing at a club. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, he was friends with some of my friends, and so we became friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my fake ID and allowed <laughs> <laughs> to get yeah. into the bars, and and uh, he had bleach blonde hair, and so <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so we just kind of like we were just friends for a good four years, and it was. Um, what I'm curious, what because a lot of people that that are in that situation that you just described, like young, not really having a direction, kind of not having a strong backbone to. F- to fall on they uh they get they get uh, distracted by gangs by drugs alcohol things like that what kept you do you think in your opinion and like what kind of saved you to not fall for those things at that like vulnerable time that you were in you know honestly looking back at it now i feel like i've al- i always wanted some love i always wanted to be a mom mm-hmm. so i never really had the urge to go out and look for like um bad bad crowds like that or mm-hmm. you get mixed up in bad bad crowds because i always w- just wanted love i just wanted mm-hmm. to feel love mm-hmm. and be loved and love something yeah so i never was really attracted to the other type of life okay that's good so that 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 drive that you had mm-hmm. to to be a mom and keep it clean and stuff like that yeah did it. and then you met sal you know four years later you guys get married and is that the, is that your first exposure to martial arts um, I wouldn't say that's my first exposure. Mm-hmm. When I was young, my mom had put me in some martial arts, um, but I didn't, like, again, I didn't really didn't go. Really my, she kind of pulled me out when I got really interested in it, and she pulled me out of it, me and my brothers, and never put us back in it. So Because you were interested in it? Not because I was interested. It was just, just circumstances. I think, you know, living off, like, a one income in the household, we tough, couldn't really right? afford it, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, that was kind of left in the past. And, yeah. And I always thought about it. Like, even to this day, me and my husband, we talk about it all the what time. What kind of martial arts was it? We, I did Taekwondo for okay. a bit. Okay. Everybody's done Taekwondo. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everybody yeah, you talk know. to. It's good. Yeah. I think that was, uh, that what was go- that's what was going down, you know, yeah. back in the day was Taekwondo. Taekwondo, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so that wasn't your first exposure. But tell me, tell me, like, how... What did you did you start training before you know, you got married or was it like how? Can you tell me the story no, there. No, um, I never tr- like 
after the whole Taekwondo bit, I never yeah. trained again. And then okay. once we got married, um, you know, he would get me to hit pads here and there, and we would roll together. And, yeah. you know, obviously then I got pregnant and kind of just watched people. And um, I never really, like, it's not something I never really took serious until we were, I was able to, to do it. And when, mm-hmm. when we moved gyms, we moved mm-hmm. to Port Coquitlam. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was able to... Um, how is that? Because of proximity to home? Or? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, we lived in Maple Ridge, and our mm-hmm. gym was originally in Burnaby. Right. The so distance was dry, right? right, right. I couldn't. And then, obviously, with small children, it was just too much, and they mm-hmm. would always want to come around on the mats, and I would have to go and chase them off the mats. So yeah. we just kind of sat and watched. Or if we would get to class early, you know, Sal would hold pads for me and whatnot. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But you, you, you were, when did you get into fitness? So fitness came right after I gave birth to my daughter, okay. 2011. Okay. Um, Sal made me a gym in my detached garage. Nice. And I started working out there. And then I said, you know, maybe I should, I need a, I need a goal. I need to do something rather than just like sit at home and, you know, not do not do anything. Yeah, especially with a kid, you'd with go the, crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And we lived so far out at that time. I thought it was like so far. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I need something. So he made me a gym, and yeah. and we were able to work out there. And I was like, oh. How I many hours a day were you were you um, at your person at your home gym? Would uh, you say? Like, like, were you training hard, or was it just? Yeah, like maybe I would do cardio for like mm-hmm. an hour in the morning, morning, and then I would do weights. Okay. Like an hour. Yeah. So it wasn't too too much. Okay. But it was something that I was able to go do every day, and I wasn't I didn't have to go and pay like a gym membership. And, right. You know, pay like a daycare. I was able to just go in like my pajamas and work out, which was the best. Yeah. Just do your just thing. Just do my thing. Okay. And then you decided to set a goal for yourself. Yeah. And. Uh, what was it? Just to compete in the, okay. in, a, in a bikini fitness show. That's okay. what I wanted to do. So I started working towards that. Okay. How long did it take you to kind of, uh, what, did you like book a show or something? How did you set that goal for yourself? So I started, when I started lifting weights 2011, um, I think it was, I told myself that I didn't want to do anything unless I felt like I was ready. Okay. So I did my first show 2013, okay. October. Okay, two years later. Two years okay. later. So um, I did that. I just How did, did everything feel? myself. Like, I didn't hire a coach. I was like, I'm just going to go and On your own. just do it by myself. Without any background, And I didn't know right? anything. Okay. <laughs> so I had no clue what So were you, like, doing. online trying to figure stuff out? Or yeah. What? Yeah, you know, like, on uh, Facebook or Googling. Watching videos. And watching and videos and getting Sal to take pictures of me. Yeah. And recording me. And um, it was a total flop, for sure. Through the it, home gym and... Yeah, it was with just. The <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it, it was a it was a good experience. But yeah. then I was like, you know what? I want to win. Uh-huh. So then I you got serious. And then I got serious, and so then I. Hired. You always had this sort of competitive edge to you, where like I need to win. Um, I mean, I don't know. I had no. So I you, when you were younger in school, with like. I don't know. I was really like passive. I was kind of like meh. So your Whatever. first exposure to okay. <laughs> <laughs> so f- first exposure to competition and I want to win this was the bodybuilding. Was stuff, the bodybuilding, right? yeah. yeah. And um and it, you know it was good to go down that road too because you know I didn't win. Like yeah. I never got a first place. And so I dealt with loss a lot. Yeah. And so I was able to, you know, kind of like dig deep and and be like it's okay. Tell you me know, a little like, bit about that. Like when you so 
2013 was your first show, right? And then when did you, is, was it right after the first show that you said, I want to get into this and I want to win a title or something? Yeah. And then how long, you, you probably worked, what, a few months or something for the next show? Was it a year? Yeah, so I did the show in October and then I hired a coach uh-huh. and um, we did the show in March. Okay, so during that time, you're going through this build-up of working towards this and then you go on stage and you lose. And you have to go through the the sort of the heartache of of loss. What does that feel like for you? Um, I mean, it's it the first time you've set a goal like that, and you yeah, worked so hard so towards hard, it, yeah. right? Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was, you know, I was upset, mm-hmm. but I tried to look at it in the way that, like, okay, it wasn't it wasn't something that I could ha- like I could do myself. Like, I could um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the the winning wasn't in my hands. Okay. You know, like, I'm sitting you up there being judged. You were completely in control. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, I was I sitting get what you're and saying. being judged. So, that kind of, like, um, was, was good for me. Mm-hmm. In that sense, it kind of, like, brought a little bit of calmness to all the emotions that were yeah. going on. Um, what did you do after that? Did you feel like, I'm going to compete again? Yeah, I did. Okay. I said, okay. Well, you know what? Actually, I didn't lose completely because how it works is if you get first call outs which is top five yeah. then you get to go on to the next show which is like a bc's like which is like the best in the bc right, right. so then you get to go there so mm-hmm. i got a second place my second okay. show i got the second place so i was able to go to bc's okay so i did the bc's mm-hmm. and um i got like last call out or something like that okay so i completely lost i came on like I think like 11th out of like 13 or something like that. (laughs) So, I mean, and at that time I was like, "Mm, I'm just going to, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to do it again. Yeah. And I didn't, it didn't really phase me. I'm sure I was like upset, but whatever, let's just do it again. So I did it again in October Mm -hmm. and I got another second and, um, and I was like, I was happy with that. I was, I was okay with that. Yeah. And um, and then I did the BCs again, which was in May. Okay. And I. This is May of what year? Two thousand and fifteen. Okay. I did that. Two thousand and fifteen, and so I was. Com- I dieted the whole time, and uh, got last again. <laughs> and then, so there's so many things that can go wrong, right? This time, you know, my tan wasn't wasn't good. Just so my tan looked like a bunch of like mud on on me. So and that so one, I, and I worked really hard on that one. To be honest with you, like I died. I didn't cheat on that on that show. I did not cheat. So that one, out of all the shows, probably hurt me the most. It burned. Huh? Yeah, because uh, I didn't. I because you hadn't cheated. My, you followed everything, and it was just because of the tan. You think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just because of the tan. Hmm. Okay. So then I said, you know what, that's it. Because in this time between October and May, yeah. I competed in two jiu-jitsu tournaments. Oh, okay. So when so I, this was your first sort of martial arts competition, so the jiu-jitsu? Yeah, this, okay. I did, two, I did a, nogi, a couple nogi mm-hmm. um, tournaments. What made you decide to do that? Well, we moved the gym uh-huh. to Port Coquitlam, so it was yeah. easier for me to train. To train, yeah. And um, there was a space for my kids to kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. So they're older now. Mm-hmm. How old are your kids? How, at the time? No, now. Now they're six, and my son will be eight. Okay. 
in like a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. No, I know. It's like when someone <laughs> asks you like that, you're like, wait a minute. How old am I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so you're so you're getting a better opportunity to, exactly. to train a little bit more. Exactly. Because they're older now, and, and they, they can just hang out yeah, at the gym. A little bit more independent. Okay. So yeah, I was. They kind of was just doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and. Um, we moved into the gym December 2014, uh-huh. and I did my first tournament March 2015. So I think I trained consistently for like three months before I did that tournament. I didn't know like completely nothing. I knew a couple like basic things. Yeah. Um, but it was more based on. But you like, just got in, got I in, just, and just like I'm just doing it. You know, I'm surprised because you come from a background of like zero competition yeah and then all of a sudden you're like okay let's start competing in this totally. and competing in that totally <laughs> and i really think it was like after the birth of my children i was like i want them to see that you know their mom do something and yeah. have something nice. so, so that was a big motivating factor totally, for you totally okay so you get you you do a couple jiu-jitsu competitions while you're still doing the fitness deal yes and then, what, when's the last fitness competition? So the last one? fitness was the May, yeah, 2015, where the whole bad tan happened. <laughs> and by this time, you've done two, two jiu-jitsu competitions. How did you do in the in those? Um, the first one I won. Okay. And then the second one, it was kind of like a iffy match because mm-hmm. they put me in a weight class, heavier obviously because I was I was dieting for the um, for the, for the bikini show. Thing, yeah. So I was like 15, 15 or 20 pounds lighter than the girl. Uh-huh. And the girl that I had already competed against, or that I was competing against, I had competed and won last against time. her the last time. Oh, okay. So, so this is the we same did girl. Like a, we did like a full seven minutes plus like two overtime with like... The EBI no, rules. Yeah. No, okay. Nobody yeah. winning. And then I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. Let's fight. Let's get it done. <laughs> and then my husband's like, I don't know. Oh, so that's when you decided I'm going to do MMA. I'm going to do MMA. Okay. What what was what was that conversation with Sal like? Um, he was just kind of like I don't know. I mean, he has to be supportive of me, right? Right. He doesn't have a choice there. He has no choice, but. He, um, but the the idea of you getting punched in the face, the and, yeah. I mean, that's like the big thing, right? I mean, <laughs> to go from like uh, bikini competitions where it's all about physique and like also like your appearance to like going to something different where everything is physical and like there is a chance that you could get injured or something. That must have been like, I've really got to train my wife now to be like a, <laughs> to protect herself and to be offensive. Like, yeah, and you know what? To be honest with you. Um, he didn't give me any type of like special treatment in the beginning. Yeah. I, I was treat, treated like, Just like everybody any other else. Student. Yeah, I had to prove myself. Yeah, he didn't like set any type of time aside for me. Like, and as if you look at like my fights and the progression that yeah. that I've um, that I've done, it's it's because of the time that he's been putting into me. Mm-hmm. Like so specifically yeah, working specifically with you. Specifically, each camp now yeah. because I show up. I don't talk, and I and I do and I do what I have to do. I have to train, and I'm there every class, so he's able to, you know, put that time into me. So but if I wasn't there, put he that wouldn't. Time you in, wouldn't get the. Mm-mm. You wouldn't get nope. any special treatment. No. Nope. So your your first was your first fight against Ali. Yes. Okay. So that first fight, that's um, that's March of what 2016 ish, yes. right around there. Uh, the lead up to that fight. Who you have training partners that you train? Are they all guys? Yeah. Okay, so you're you're getting 
are you getting used to getting hit in the face and all this stuff? What's happening? Yeah. Tell us, like, because, you know, listening to you, you've done your fit- fitness competition, you've done a couple of jits matches, so you, you know, you're used to rolling around a little bit, but the tra- going from training into competition of, you know, where, you're, where you, can, you can hit somebody or you're getting hit and all that stuff is very different. Mm-hmm. What's that transition like for you? What's, what's the feelings? What are the feelings like? Um, well, when I first started getting hit, I was, I was like, I would, we, we call it the butt pirate. So I would, you know, I would close one eye and I would like, you know, kind of like shy away from it. But I mean, you get used to it the more and more you get hit. So, you know, th- they would hit me in the face and, uh, at first I wasn't able to take it, but you know, it's just, it's like with anything you just get used to it and it's kind of not, yeah. Then you don't even notice that it's happening. Yeah. So, so and, you, and another thing is like, it's. It's also like how you take it, right? If you get hit in the face and you get all hot and you've got that ego going on and then you're going to try to – so you're not going to learn anything. Right. So if you're getting hit in the face, it's because you're not doing something right. So I took that as a learning experience every time. Even now, when I get hit in the face, I'm not doing something right. Yeah. So. Did your kids uh, see you come home with, like, black eyes or, like, bloody noses or, like, bruised lips <laughs> and then they, they realize, like, mom can kick ass? Or is that, like, a big thing for you? Well, actually, my last fight, you saw my face the last fight, right? Yeah. yeah. So I had a parent-teacher interview oh on that Monday, <laughs> and my kids go to private school. <laughs> so oh I walk in, and, of course, I had to bring the bell because they were like, yeah. they would be like, well, what's going on? But, yeah, they wouldn't. You they had, had to see, show them it wasn't just yeah, some random was, street fight. Exactly. <laughs> so when I had woke up the next morning and my kids came in the room to see they're like, they looked Sorry. at you, Mama, what happened? <laughs> and, I, you know, it was worth it. So then when we went to the parent-teacher interview, yeah. the teacher's like, what happened? And my kids are like, whoa, 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 it was worth it. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so they, you know, I, they think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they don't really think anything too much too uh, too much of it, to be honest with you. They're kind of used to it well, now. Well, it's, it's a whole family, right? Totally, so, totally. Yeah. So I guess it. You know, at the transition from a lot of women are fitness comp- com- competitors, bikini competitions, and all that, and there are a lot of women who are MMA fighters, right? But for you to make this transition from that world into this world of, you know, um, like Trevor was saying, all about the beauty of the body and things like that, into this world of okay, I'm tough and I'm, you know, I'm going to take your head off. Was there any sort of perception issues that, that you've had to fight or you're still fighting? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, when people, I think when people see, like, just see me in general, they, they don't really take me too seriously. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a petite, like, blonde girl. Yeah. Um, and so I have a, a hard time kind of breaking that barrier. Yeah. Um, and then especially, like, people who might have known me from before, before I even... Com- like competed in any type of jujitsu or even any tr- trained anything, mm-hmm. they they're kind of shocked when they find out that I fight now. Yeah. But again, I don't go out and like broadcast it to the world. But just when people when come when you meet someone and someone says, "What do you do? What? How do you answer that question?" Um, usually, I just tell them I train. It, it takes a little bit of a conversation to, to get there. To get there, yeah. yeah. So you don't you don't just come out and say no, I'm a fighter. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a prize fighter. No, no, I don't. <laughs> You're a mom, mom first, right? Mom, mom first, exactly. Of course, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so that, but I'm still like trying to figure out that transition mentally for you must have been different, you know, than just because, because you're, you know, you're in your gym, you're, you're doing your own training and you go and pose on stage. Yeah, at what point does it get like really serious? Because you said before you were just like okay with second place, but now you have tasted what it's like to actually have some success so at what point did it like change for you for your motivation to be instead of just doing it to to have fun to being like really successful to seeing that you can go further past what your what your original goal was was just to to do it for your kids like what what point was it that kind of triggered it for you you know i think that what triggered it for me was that when i actually went out and i one but like by myself like I was able to take winning into my own hands I think that's what was really like the turning point for me because I can do it I can do it I can do it myself and, and I believe that I can do it myself and um, I, I don't uh, I don't think that you know my last fight to be honest with you I felt like I lost that fight because I didn't go out there and finish and that's mm-hmm. that's where I feel like my winning is I feel like I need to finish I'm always looking to finish. Right. You're that kind of a fighter. I'm that kind of a fighter. I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't do point fighting. Yeah. <laughs> what um I was going to ask you about your um your sort of life balance. You you own a gym, right? With Sal. So you help run that gym. I've heard like I don't know if it was on social media or actually some of the guys talk about how you're like the mother hen in that gym, you know, you're like, you're, you make everything go around. You've got two kids you're raising, you're training on a regular basis. And then when, when it comes fight time, you're, you know, you're in fight camp, which means what, training twice, three times a day, having to eat properly. How do you balance all that? I mean, you know, if you look at, you take any of those things, on its own, it's a full-time job, right? You, you you have two children. You take, you know, you having two kids on on its own is a full-time job. Running a gym is a full-time job, right? And then being able to compete at the level that you're competing and you're working yourself up towards higher level of competition is a full-time job. How do you manage that? How do you, you know, do you do you find days that you're like, oh man, fuck this, I'm just gonna stay in bed. <laughs> you know, I can't deal with all this. I mean, for sure. There, I think doing anything in in life, it gets to that point sometimes where you just kind of like get so f- frustrated and flustered with it that you just want to say, "Fuck this," and mm-hmm. go just go hang out in your room. But at the end of the day, nobody's gonna sit there and pat your ass for you. You gotta make it happen yourself. Right. So I don't. I'm not about making excuses, and um, I just I'm not I'm not a quitter. Like if I wasn't doing this in my life i i well what am i what am i gonna be doing just being a regular old mom you know <laughs> that's just not good <laughs> not, enough huh? not for me right now yeah so um i mean some days it's crazy i'm, I'm not gonna lie you know I, I have to run a tight ship and when shit happens like getting in a car accident it fucks my day up yeah but um you know i have to like push push past it and i have to show my kids that you have to push past it you have to you have to make it happen Mm-hmm. And and that's something I've really learned from my husband. To be honest with you, he's like that guy doesn't sleep, man. He's up twenty four seven. He's constantly his mind is always always working, and and so I get a lot of my drive from him. Mm-hmm. 
He sets a good example. Totally, totally. So do you, I'm just trying to figure out, like, do you, at at the beginning of the week, do you schedule everything out, trying to make sure that you hit everything? Do you just kind of take it as it comes? What's... Tell us a little bit about how you manage all this. So I got my set things that I do. You know, like I wake up, get the kids ready for school, get their lunches, mm-hmm. take them to school, do my volunteer work there, come home. You do volunteer work <laughs> at school? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> do volunteer work, come home, make all the lunches, go to the gym, train. Then I come home. And then I pick my kids up, go home, make dinner, pack their food up, go back to the gym, Train again. You take the kids with you to the take gym? Take the kids with me to the gym okay. for like three, three or four hours. Yeah. And then come home. So anything in between, any appointments that I've got or I have to do, anything I have to do, I have to do it in between those time slots. Right. So like if I have to go get, you know, go to the doctor, I have to go between you have to certain fit it times. Into that. Yeah. Between, I can only go between like 9.30 and like 11 in the morning. But I have to, if I, if I go to the doctor, I have to make sure that lunch is made for the afternoon. <laughs> so, so you're pretty much putting your life on hold for everything else first, and then you focus on whatever you need to do, right? Yeah. So my whole thing is that I'm a mom first, yeah. and so training's a privilege to me. And if I don't have my daily duties as a mom done, then you can't do that. I can't train. Mm-hmm. So I always make time to do it. That's why a lot of these... People, I hear a lot of excuses, like, oh, this, oh, my life, I can't work. But, I mean, I do it, and I got a lot of shit going on. I take care of... Wait, you have a job, too, don't you? Because I remember... I have a job, too, yeah. I was like... I work Friday, Saturday nights, 10 to 3 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. And I go to church on Sunday morning. Oh, wow. All right. I think you need to set up some, like, uh, time management workshops. People can come in and figure out how you're... Totally. And I have a house with two dogs. My dog's, like, senile. Walking into walls and stuff. Like, you have to keep the house clean. And I, yeah, and I'm a germaphobe. You ask my husband, every day I'm yelling about the, the house being clean. Like, yeah, my, everything's got to be clean. No, you don't have any help. You do it all yourself. I do it myself. Nice. Laundry done. You fit everything in there. Fit everything in. Awesome. Take my all right, so you've had five, four, five MMA fights so far? Four. Four? Four Okay. So four MMA fights. If you think back to these fights, was there ever a point of time inside the cage or inside the ring, wherever it was, that you went, oh, my God, like you had to dig deep to be able to come back? Like you were in trouble. Has that happened Mm -hmm. or not? Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, my last fight. Okay, yeah. Actually, the first, like, I think it was, like, after the first round, the bell went, and I remember saying to myself, oh, fuck. How am I going to do four more rounds? <laughs> I fucking, that's the only thing that I remember of that fight. It's the only thing. Just, I don't remember nothing else. You don't remember it? I don't remember nothing. Okay. I actually didn't even watch that fight until this past Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Sal and I had sat down and I was like, okay. He's like, you should watch the fight. I'm like, I don't want to watch the fight. He's like, you should watch it. It's a pretty good fight. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. But he told me, he's like, you should watch it. Were you surprised? I was surprised, yeah. Like, at that fight, fight or flight you know that, that kind of reaction yeah, so reaction you kind of went into a different mode totally because i don't remember nothing yeah so that was a new experience for you mm-hmm. that yeah. yeah digging deep yeah and like and, and just knowing that you know i could take shots and and that you're able to come back from come that because yeah the, the rest of your fights have kind of been clean kind of one-sided yeah. you've gone in there and and you've you've 
man, ma- manage the whole situation. This last fight, you had to overcome some, a little bit of adversity in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the first round, right? Yeah. Okay. What's, uh, what's, what do you, what, what's in the future? I mean, the, I understand that your, you know, your kids come first and that's a priority. Kids are growing up and you're doing what you're doing. Or have, have you actually set some goals for yourself in your uh, MMA career as well? Or is it, are you just taking it a day at a time, a fight at a time? Yeah, you know, right now I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of doing the whole journey thing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to stay too much or, you know, get my hopes up on, on certain things. But I'm just kind of like riding it out and mm-hmm. seeing where, where the universe takes me. Do you watch women in your weight class that are at, to, at the top of the game of when you watch them do you feel like i can hang out with with these girls or of do you course. feel like you're still some ways apart in terms of skill set experience and whatnot yeah i never um want to give myself too too much confidence or too too many compliments that's one thing that, you, you don't want to blow up your yeah ego. my husband he never compliments me my whole training camp he'll never sit there and pat my back i don't need that you know mm-hmm. i i need somebody to be like hard on me so that i can work harder for myself so usually i always take his advice if he says you know you can hang with these chicks then then i believe him i completely trust him as my coach mm-hmm. so he when, when we sit there and we watch you know the the, the upper echelon of the of the female fighters mm-hmm. he says you know shauna you belong up there and so you know with the support of my family, you know, one day I'll be up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in particular that you look at as a role model? Like you, you look at their career and you go, "This is I can, I can see how this person has progressed forward and and reached their goals." Yeah, I have a lot of um, fighters that I I kind of um, like their style or mm-hmm. like look up their examples, style. Yeah. Like females and and males, mm-hmm. I I. Um, I have. Name a name. <laughs> name a name for us. Okay. Who's, so your, top, who's your best fighter? Your favorite Like one. hands down, yeah. like beast mode, yeah. has to be Cyborg. Okay. Like that's who I feel like I turn into when I'm in training yeah. camp. Like she's she's, the she's shit, a beast. Man. She's like the, the beast, yeah. yeah. And the mom too, also. She is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a little bit of that kind of style in you? Just when it comes down to it, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm, 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 not, I'm not afraid to, to throw down. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. When um, at the gym right now, do you teach any classes? Yeah, I t- well, I assist in teaching. Okay. We teach the kids classes together. The kids classes. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a women's class too, or separate women's class, or is it mixed? When no, it's all mixed. It's all mixed. Do you find that some of the women that come through look up to you at all? Yeah, we have um, a couple a couple females that have come in and and um, shown some interest in, okay. in fighting and and so you know I look forward to to kind of training with them side by side. Yeah. And even like even males, because a lot of my training partners are males too, yeah. and you know they they're they're looking to 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 get some competition in as well. But again, you know I'm really hard on myself, so if you're gonna go f- competition and you're gonna train side by side with me, you have to keep up. Yeah. Like. I, you know, I want everybody to do good. Yeah, everybody rises together. Everybody right? rises together, exactly. Yeah. Now, with the kids' class, 
when you're teaching kids, do you, do you find that some kids come in and as a result of training martial arts, getting that discipline and whatnot, their attitude on life changes? Have you seen that any of that shift happen? Yeah, you know, we, we especially teenagers. When mm. teenagers come in, uh, you know, ki- young kids are kind of more outgoing anyways. Yeah. But teenagers, I, I find that they're kind of more, you know, to themselves. But I definitely found that, that the martial arts has... Um, help them uh, open up mm-hmm. and, and be more social within the group. Do you get sure. feedback from their parents mm-hmm. at all? Totally. And, you know, as like a, as a coach, too, we, we see the difference in them as well. Yeah. So. As a mom, so um, just when you meet other parents, do you ever just say, like, um, this is what I do? And do they ever get, like, a reaction from, from other moms that just says, like, oh my god I'm shocked like they just look at you differently because you you say you do like combat sports or you're into martial arts is that uh is it something that you find that people have the stigma around that's like kind of like cockfighting totally yeah totally yeah if I have a conversation with somebody and they find out or even uh, like people through social media Mm -hmm. if they see me they're they can't believe it they always like look at my picture, or, like a picture from when I did bikini, or like a modeling picture, and they just, they're like, I can't believe you do that. But I think you know, as the sport um, matures, matures, I feel like there's a lot of you know, pretty like bikini girls doing the doing the competition. Mm-hmm. Like I look on social media, and there's a lot of females, young females doing that are coming co- up. Yeah, and coming up yeah. in combat sports. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's catching on. Yeah. It's catching on. But I don't, I mean, I don't think like what Trevor was saying, I don't think that sort of judgment is, is going away no. necessarily. There's no. people who are constantly, I, I face them every time as people like we're, you know, we've been involved with, with Battlefield for a little over seven years and people who know me outside, they kind of look at it and go, what, what are you doing with all that violence and blood and this and that? And I always try to tell them, look, it's not, it, it might look that way, but the discipline, the dedication, it's the, an art, right? It's an art, plus you have to give up a lot a in lot. order to be able to totally. do what you do in there. So it's not as simple as that. And um, for like for you as a fighter, having to be a mom and be amongst other moms. I mean, the, the the fitness bikini thing, I can understand. Some moms might look up to you and say, oh, I wish I had your body. I wish I had the the dedication to train. I wish I could get my ass out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning and go run or whatever, right? But I, I bet that judgment is still there when you talk about fighting. You know, they're not looking up to you and saying, oh, this chick is tough, right? They're going, well, I can't believe you're you know you're out there and getting punched in the face or promoting violence and all this stuff that we i mean we hear all the time right yeah i think that's what he's he's pointing to right like yeah. a like a negative like, like a the negative yeah, it's sort of a judgment, judgmental right. yeah you know i haven't come across that that's awesome uh, yeah that's a, really a lot good of the sign. women that i that i well you would think because my kids go to you know like or maybe they're they, just scared of you you know they go yeah maybe <laughs> well even like where my kids go to school, yeah. like it's a it's a religious school, and they you would think that they would be like very judgmental, judgmental. about it. But the principal was like, "Oh, let me touch your belt," and so <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because really yeah, good. for sure, I wore like glasses, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what they're gonna say to me," but no, I got really good support. It was good. Yeah. That's very good. That's awesome. What's um. 
if if someone's listening to this to this podcast and they they're maybe they're not doing too well in their life, you know, they're 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 lost. Like maybe when you were right after high school in that point of time, but unfortunately they've had um a bad turn and they're involved in drugs, alcohol, gangs, things like that. And you know, you had the opportunity to sit down across with them and 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 help them get out of that position. You know, you're sort of imagine you're virtually sitting across from them and you're giving them advice. Where what would you suggest to them? Where could they start? What what could they do a little bit differently maybe to to pull themselves up? You know, I I would um I would tell them to maybe think of a something positive every morning when you wake up and get mm-hmm. out of bed. Change your change your mind frame to be something positive. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the universe will give back when you start your day off with a positive note. Mm-hmm. And then kind of going from there. Um, if there's an interest that you have, maybe pursue that. Mm-hmm. Or I would offer even offer my help. You know, we, we actually ran a, a youth outreach program nice. for a while at our gym. And my husband quite often goes down to the Burnaby um, Correctional Facility. Institute facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he goes and gives seminars down there. And he always invites the, the youth to come out and and train mm-hmm. with us so that's awesome yeah so what's um what's how can they reach out to you you want to share some of your social media email address something as we end here so that they can actually maybe someone is out there and they think okay you offered your help i'm going to yeah, take you up for on sure, that for sure uh yeah so you can um look us up our website www.clinchforlife.com um, we're on facebook under clinch mma uh, my Facebook is Shauna Jungley Clinch. Um, yeah. You have Instagram? Instagram. Twitter? T- Instagram, Shauna Jungley. Email info at clinchforlife.com. Jungley, where did that jungly. come from? Jungley. Okay, so Jungley. I can't end this. I was going right, to end it, right. but I can't end it jungly without knowing where it means like that. untamed. In like what a language? Savage. In my husband's language. Okay. Maybe. It means like like a savage, like untamed. Okay. And that's, you know, it started off as like a small joke because when I walk around the house, I'm I'm really like foot heavy. Yeah. So he used to call me an elephant. <laughs> so everything kind of st- stemmed from there. And when I, when I came in the cage, I'm just like, I feel like I have like this animal inside. This wild beastly thing. Like, pounce, you know? <laughs> that's so awesome. I did not know that. See, yeah. I learned something new about you. That's very good. Well, thank you so much for coming out, Shana. Thanks for Can't having me. Can't wait to me. see you fight soon, thank hopefully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.